Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 19th of May, 2016. We have a really big show for you. Um, you know, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies, who is in Las Vegas at, at Tim Ash's Conversion Conference. And Dave, you know who we got on today. We have the Artist of Audits. The Wizard of Websites, we have Alan Blyweiss joining us in just a few minutes to talk about, well, the, the art of the audit. But before we jump into there, there's been a lot happening this week. You've had a lot happening this week, Dave. You're in uh, sunny Las Vegas at uh, Tim Ash's Conversion Conference. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. Um, it's, it's like the guy knows uh, about conversions. <laughs> he just might. How's, how's the show going so far? Um, the show's going great so far. Um, I mean, you know me. I'm more on the on the technical link side of uh, of the internet marketing side. So this is I, I'm a bit out of my element here, um, which is actually it's turned out really great. And getting to, to to hear some some brilliant minds like I mean, you know, you know Larry Kim, um, mm-hmm. and there's you know you, you hear people speaking. He's a, a bit like Marty Weintraub, right? You hear him speaking, and it's like I I know this is all making sense to you, and I'll probably realize the full scope of what you're saying three days from now because you're just you're just you know talking it at, at a level one step further than me, and I'm just hoping to get a little, a little bit extra. You know, if I learn three things out of this, that you know, that's three things that I, are valuable to know. Um, so yeah, he, he's picked great lineups of speakers. There's there's some really really interesting information coming out of here, um, and it's not just conversions. It's a lot of data points and, and measuring and, and some great tool. You know, the the folks from SpyFu and SEM Rush are here, so you know, always nice to to hang out with them. Um, and uh, yeah, some some great great knowledge. Would I come back? Yeah, I would. It's uh, it's a good show, and even though it's not spot on to what I tend to to focus my uh, my attention on, um, you know, understanding, especially in this this new world. And one of the big things people are talking about is this is the future of SEO. If your site has a high bounce rate, if you're not performing right for your visitors, um, you know, you're you're basically about to start to lose out on search as AI takes over. Spot on. So. Even though this might not be my thing, it better become it soon. Because, yeah, when the robots take over, this is going to be a far more important signal. Well, geez, you know, when the robots take over, we'll be lucky to have jobs. <laughs> um, it's interesting you mentioned Google and bots and AI. Um, Google had in Los Angeles yesterday, Google had its I.O. conference. And uh, it made some, some pretty interesting announcements, including one called Google now the, it's important we get this right. Google Assistant with a small A. It's not Google Assistant with a big A. It's Google Assistant with a small A. Google Assistant is a uh, device that you will activate through your phone. You'll ask it a question. It'll perform stuff for you. Like um, we, I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it'll, it'll you know it'll do stuff like order the pizza for you, get reservations for you. Um, you know, order tickets for you, whatever. You, you tell your phone to do it, and it goes out and does it. But the interesting thing about Google Assistant is something that, uh, that, that Danny Sullivan wrote in Search Engine Land yesterday. 
Google Assistant is one of Google's it, one of the functions of Google's core bots. So Google has taken its spiders, the bots that that that, that hit the sites and the, the, you and me are both responsible for, Dave. Added a little bit of AI to it and turned it into, um, we'll turn it into something similar, not not the same as, but similar to Siri. It's going to be interesting then. Well, I guess it's about, and it's about to be Viv, which I think is what our, our conversation a couple weeks ago was based on. Well, uh, I, I think that's incredibly interesting, especially when you take into account the announcement Google made today. Twenty percent of all mobile searches are now voice search. One in five. That's huge. That's insane. And that, that's been what, like six, six, eight months since we started uh, reading in earnest, thinking about uh, how voice search would, would affect the SEO community. And now one in five searches done on a mobile device, not on desktop, but on mobile devices, are people talking to Google, asking the question. Well, how- if, if we didn't see that one coming... Um, you know, we were pretty short-sighted. And, I mean, sometimes I forget these things, too. We all we all do, and I, I don't think this one sort of missed anybody, mainly because Cindy Crumb's been saying it for eight years, so those of us in the industry had, had sort of a bit of lead time. Um, but understanding, you know, we, we now had access to a technology in earnest, um, and, and you point that out well, the technology's been around for a while, but where it, it was in common use, um, access to a technology that makes my task easier, right? It's easier for me to ask a question um, than it is on a phone with my big fat thumbs to try and type it in. So, of course, it had rapid adoption. You've taken something I have to do and you've made it faster mm-hmm. um, and, and far, far easier and, and less frustrating. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But, the, of course, the big question hanging in the air for everyone in the digital marketing industry is, what does this mean for me? Right. What does it mean for you as, as a practitioner? Um, I'm interested in a large pepperoni pizza, please. Now, you understand what that means. You're a human. You get it. But what if you're marketing the pizzeria near me? Or the – I live in Toronto. What if you're marketing the 15 pizzerias near me? Only 10 of them can be in the top 10 and only one of them is going to deliver my pizza. The question is how do we as marketers deal with this? Well, everything. that's the joy of what we do. Um, right. And, and I mean, you, you sort of jokingly uh, mentioned us becoming obsolete, but I think that's where that's where the protection is in our industry um, is something needs to make that decision. And yes, AI can. But if you put AI alone working for all 15 of them, it's going to figure out the same thing for all of them, do the same thing for all of them, quickly adjust as all of them are doing stuff, tweak the like, it, it'll always be just this race. To get that true innovation, um, you would need, you know, somebody like you, Jim, who who knows these pizza places to go. Okay, how do I become more equal um, than others? How do I, you know, what innovation can I bring to the table to bring in a signal that they haven't seen before or that they wouldn't think of um, to to try and beat the system? Um, you know, I shouldn't say beat the system in like a black hat way, but how how do I innovate here? How do I become the one? Yeah, uh, how, how do that, I improve the information I'm offering to a point that it's what Google has to offer the consumer rather than my competitors who hasn't improved their information to that point? 
Yeah. yeah. And who's and likely, likely just, just some, some you know, drunk, drunk college, college student who might not even have, have money. money. <laughs> right? And who actually will, right? Like, all of these things will help us craft it. Uh, but at the end of the day, when research comes... Uh, uh, rank brain, brain, right? I mean, I know, I know we talk about that a little too much, but okay, now there's a whole whack of queer people who hasn't seen before, right? And, and, and that AI is going to be more and more mandatory as we're going to the more the more going to be skewed in what we're talking about. Unquestionably. Okay, I, I, want, I want to keep on this, except we kind of got to move on. Because um, tyranny of time, we got about... I want to take an early break this time because we want to get as much time for Alan Blywhite as possible. I got a couple bad news announcements and I'm uh, never like making this one. Uh, the SEO world lost uh, one of its near and dear long-term SEO Patricia Skinner succumbed to cancer last week. Um, so from all of us at Webcology and at Cranberry to the uh, to Ms. Skinner's family and friends, um, our condolences. Yeah. Uh, that's always a sad story. Another one, uh, not in the SEM world, but in the world of journalism, and you know, a, a household name everybody knows. Earlier this morning, uh, CBS correspondent and uh, and reporter uh, Morley Safer died at age eighty-four, one week after retiring from the network. Wow. Yeah, I did not hear about that one yet. Safer was the fellow who, doing reports from Vietnam, which often aired just hours after they were filmed, something unheard of in the 1960s, it was likely his reporting that turned the American public against Vietnam. Um, so, you know, a remarkable person who changed the world. Okay, the last thing we got to cover before we, uh, before we go to break and bring Alan on speaking of uh, news and changing the world, there's a lot of controversy in the United States right now around Facebook and its trending and how it selects what is considered trending topics. Uh, people in the conservative movement are pointing to an article that appeared last week in Gizmodo suggesting that Facebook has humans sorting through the news that is algorithmically brought into the trending topic bar and using a liberal bias to get rid of uh, conservative stories. That's the, that's the controversy. Facebook has uh, tried to address the controversy, going as far as meeting with uh, conservative news leaders like Glenn Beck and Alex Jones. <laughs> um, what do you think of the story, Dave? Like, uh, you know, I could go on for hours about it, and I probably shouldn't, because I certainly do have a liberal bias. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's happening. Um, like, that's that's just my my instinct, and and that's really just based on on the technology at play here, um, right? Like to to do something like that manually, and I I could be wrong. I mean, all all we can go on is hunches. Um, here and our best guesstimate. So, you know, there there may be something to it. There may not. But I think of just the pure power it would take. That's like saying, you know, and Google has a has a, a bias to this or that. Well, the, the massive work it would take to, in real time, be controlling all the stories and putting certain biases on certain stories and just filtering that manually as a human. 
um, that would be just it would be unmanageable. Um, so I don't think it's happening. I think it's you know for them just the unfortunate circumstance of the more popular stories, the stories that are being most widely shared aren't theirs. So the oh, yeah. algorithmic decision is being made that those aren't the stories that people are interested in. You know, you know, uh, it's funny. I do think it actually. Believe it or not, I think it is happening. But but here's why. Trending topics is all about verifiable news. Um, we know without, you know, I don't, I don't need to bring up the examples. They're multifarious. There's gajillions of them, but Alex Jones and UFOs and the harp controversy, (laughs) um, you know, the the United States government controlling people's minds by controlling the weather, uh, Breebart just making stuff up, hundred percent making stuff up. And, you know, considering Glenn Beck, a, uh, journalist with, you know, um, uh, 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 credibility behind him. Like, it just sort of happens that more often than any other type of media outlet, the ultra-conservative media outlets are not reporting things that are actually true. They're reporting stuff that are they're just making up. Um, and, you know, when presented with a story that you cannot verify, the rule for people at Facebook is you nix the story. If you can't verify it, it's not a real story. It doesn't go in trending topic. It gets nixed. That's going to happen more frequently to publications that have a history of just making stuff up. <laughs> I think it's a simple explanation. The simple explanation is you're being hung on your own petard. Right. Makes sense. Oh, it's mad. It's, and then they get mad about it. It's maddening. This is a big false controversy. It's like, it's, it's like the Benghazi controversy all over again. Something that doesn't actually make sense, that isn't really a controversy, but you can blow it up and make a controversy out of it. And by the time the real explanation gets out there, the damage is done, right? Right. Maddening. Okay, it's uh, just past quarter after the hour. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry Radio. It is the 19th of May, 2016. And when we come back from these messages, we have a man who has become one of the most well-known search engine optimization experts in the world, the artist of audits, Alan Blywhite, coming up on Webcology here on Cranberry Radio after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call one 877 Join MPP. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 19th of May, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. What did you just say? Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we are joined. <laughs> like, this is exciting. We are joined by a man that I've called the artist of audits, one of the true wizards of the web, a dude who is truly, truly in demand on the, on, uh, on the audit file, Alan Playwhite. And uh, you know what? I thought I had such a good intro. We're not on Webmaster Radio anymore. We're on Cranberry.fm. But we still got Alan Blywife, and he's here in the studio. Alan, welcome to Webcology. Hey, thanks for having me on. Man, it's exciting having you on. In the last three or four years, Alan, you have taken, you have, you've provided an example of what an independent SEO does with his career. You've 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 moved so far so fast, and your accomplishment is phenomenal. What? Yeah, uh, thank you. What was it that lit the fire under your butt like five or six years ago? Uh, I've been in the in the internet industry for twenty plus, right, and sixteen with SEO in the mix. But I reached a point. Going back as far as 2007, 2008, where I thought about how I could go to a much higher level in my experience and in my offerings and in my my business model. So I took the time to learn what it takes to become truly successful and several different techniques to, to do that in business regardless of what the business is. And so I took a little bit from from uh, various very successful world-class business people and, and, I, and I combined them into my own experience. And I just 
used consistency over time to get where I've gotten, and, and it's worked. Was it a hard transition for you? No. Okay. No, uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be more yeah. than like seeing goals on the horizon, focusing on them, and going for it. Well, yeah, it's more than you know. That's a very oversimplified description of how to get there. The truth is, uh, I began learning techniques on how to focus on achieving goals twenty seven, twenty eight, almost thirty years ago now. Uh, just in life in general, with creative visualization, I learned a long time ago that uh, every truly successful world-class athlete, uh, sports figure, uh, business person uses uh, a technique called visualization, right? And there's a process that you go through, uh, and, and, and it takes practice and effort. So I began that practice and that effort you know, almost 30 years ago, and probably about 11 years ago is when I truly started to apply it with real focus, and as a result, I've been able to double my income every two or three years since then. And um, your friends on Facebook, well, I mean, not to, I guess... Uh, I think we gauge each other's success in the SEO industry by the happiness index more than the income index. Um, you know, and it's wonderful when you know we're, we all may be competitors, but in a in a weird way, we're kind of family and friends too. And your Facebook friends have been treated to well, visual visual measures of your success. Your your home in California by the beach, and your you know your 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 you seem a very happy person online as uh, uh, self fulfilled. Does that come from putting in strong performances with your clients, from actually believing in, from really believing in what you're doing? Or is it just all about the money? No, the money is a tool. It's a vessel. It's a it's a, it's a means to an ends. You know the 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 common saying is money can't buy you happiness. Well, the truth is, money can provide you options in life that. Most people around the entire globe are never able to experience having those kind of options. And the more options you have with anything that you want to be able to do in life, the less stress you can ex you need to experience. And the more you can focus on what you truly enjoy doing. And I just applied that in the business process. And by giving of myself, regardless of what the finances have looked like, in a way where what I contribute is purely based on the most clean and uh, undisturbed reasoning for doing the right thing for the right reasons and coupling that with things that I really enjoy doing in the business world has allowed me to become an expert to a certain degree at least and where I'm not an expert, when I know I'm not and where I need to go to get more knowledge through the industry, you know, it's allowed me to do better work. And that translates into helping more clients get achieve goals, right? And, and that's – so from a business perspective, the notion of do what you love, the money will follow is also an oversimplification. But it's a reflection of the notion that when you really show up – and you give your very best effort every single time, you're more likely to help those people that you serve. And then with karma and all the rest and 
yeah, whatever, blah, 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 it can lead to more income, right? That's, that's the longer process in my view. The other day, um, shout out to, to uh, co-host Dave Davies, who actually who is on this call. The, uh, <laughs> the other day, Dave wrote something on his Facebook uh, page that really resonated with me. And it was, it was really, really simple. He said, one of the things he enjoys most about working with clients in the SEO field is we have such a variety of, 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 of businesses, sectors, whomever, who come to us. And you learn so much about different things, different businesses, different sectors, the way different people live their lives on every site you work on. Are you still experiencing thrills like that? Uh, at this point, <laughs> mm, not necessarily as often as I used to, just because I've done so many audits over so many years now that in that regard, I pretty much have seen it all. But the truth is, there's always gems to be picked up along the way, even even now at this point in my journey. And, oh, man. And, and, yeah. I, th- I think it could easily be argued that you just announced that you just picked one or they picked you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if we could talk about it. I got permission to talk about it on Facebook because Facebook is is acceptable. Yep, uh, I, 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 did, I, I did not get specific permission for it to be announced over the airwaves. No worries, man. <laughs> no worries. I don't want to put you in any weird position. I love the client you're working with, obviously. Um, so congratulations yeah. on that. Uh, big mystery to the listeners, but trust me, you'd congratulate him too. Uh, I think Dave's got, <laughs> Dave's got a question to throw in. I do. On the, on the tangent we were on about you know the, the longevity, but occasionally you find gems – are there still times that, well, you know what? I know there are. Um, how often do you think you find cases where it's not a, hey, here's a hidden gem and, and a neat thing to learn, or I've never seen this before, but where you're actually surprised, oh my goodness, I'm still seeing this. Like where you're <laughs> dealing with sites where it's like, really? You're still doing that? <laughs> the oh my goodness is long since out of my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, you know, it, I still deal with issues that are panda related from 2011 with 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 clients that just find me now. You know, uh, the techniques and the methods that cause the overwhelming majority of problems for site owners, site managers, and marketing, uh, you know, C-suite level, uh, stem from the reality that the web as a as a marketing medium and web development methodologies are all even to this day still too isolated within their own worlds and where not enough people put in the footwork in advance to understand ramifications and implications outside of those boxes. So that leads to common problems, even whether it's, whether it's a best practice that's always been a best practice or it's because Google has gotten more aggressive or it's because there's a new something that needs to be done, the isolated worldview contributes to common problems that I still see to this day. 
Is that happening because we're working in the, what's still, I mean, it's been 25 years, but it's still relatively a new medium, especially for um, people who hadn't really thought about the web you know, in, uh, as much as you know people who work in it? I mean, my first thought to, to what you're saying, Alan, is, my goodness, it's been 25 years and the people still don't get it. But it, is it because it's a new medium or because it's confusing, because it's, you know, ones and zeros dancing in cyberspace? Why don't they get it? I think it's a little bit of both and more. So the, from the first perspective that comes up for me is long before the Internet, I was in, in business management and operations management and marketing. And what I see happen typically is the business world is still very slow to adapt, right? And so 20th century marketing models, this is why the, the, the issue of publishers struggling with advertising still happens to this day. So many of them are still living in a 20th century advertising revenue model that was founded long before the internet even came along, right? So they're still operating from that perspective. And as they've attempted to monetize from that thinking – and they've gotten pushback and failure because it's just a mess. They've just tried to throw more more spitballs at the wall to see what sticks. They're still playing that game, you know. And uh, so there's a really serious lag. It, in one in one regard, it's a twenty year lag, and in another regard, it's only a two or three or a five year lag. But there's that lag, so that's a big factor. And the other one is is yeah, well, okay, so we've got to have a web presence. We're going to trust our IT people to know what they're supposed to know, uh, or you know, we're going to trust uh, our marketing managers who might have non digital analog type experience to be able to figure this out on their own you know and, and that leads to problems as well and, and by the time you realize it's a problem years have gone by well indeed I've, I've, I've never suspected an environment where you know um, it, it, it's like people are building tricycles for the Audubon they you know the vehicle is completely suitable just not in the environment it's being used yeah, and and another big factor for us in the search marketing industry is we have the major players, Google, of course, uh, as the prime example, where even early on they contributed to that problem where they said, just create the content, let us figure it out, when that was never a viable reality for scale. And uh, so that just creates an illusion that you don't even have to think about these other these other issues because the leading search engine says we don't need to worry about it. Well, I mean, in many ways, Google, I mean, Google, Google, Google drives so much of our attention, but in some ways Google can almost be blamed for the situation that they're in now. And I'm thinking specifically of the, uh, the, the continued long March of the penguin. Um, Back in 2003, 2004, Google made links a commodity. It had a genie, a, a horrible genie out of a bottle, and it still hasn't figured out how to stuff it back in there. What, you, must, you, you must get this a lot in your audits, people who have been uh, 
clearly impacted by by terrible link footprints. They they hired somebody like six years ago to do link building for them, and they went and purchased a whole bunch of links from like Russian domains. Um, what do you do for people who are stuck in a in a penguin trap and can't get out? What, what's what's your recommendation? Knowing that penguin is, you know, who the heck knows where it is? You know, the first thing I do is I cringe. Uh, <laughs> Right, because uh, I can't help it. It's just it's painful. Uh, what I've been finding that I need to do more than ever before is to stop long enough to assess what the viability of their existing resources are for addressing these problems. Because the smaller the business is, the less likely they have the resources either in human resource terms or in financial resource terms Mm -hmm. to apply enough leverage to work around Penguin these days. Because once you're hit by Penguin, since it's been a year and a half plus, Mm. right now since the last update, Google has taken away in that last update. They took away any signals their system deemed artificial and even if you've cleaned up those links and even if they had refreshed Penguin, many site owners would still see no rankings returned because those artificial signals are gone so you've had to replace them, right? But even in that scenario... To need to replace the artificial signals in today's environment is a much more difficult struggle than it used to be. And for those small businesses, a lot of times they just can't afford to get the job done. I mean, no matter how many new quality signals you generate on-site or off-site, just for some businesses, it's out of reach. And, and, And that's one of the first assessments I've been doing more recently, you know, because it means that I'm going to have the need to have a really honest talk with my clients Mm -hmm. and, you know, and okay. So if that's the case, then that's the first message that conveys is it's hopeless. Well, it doesn't have to be hopeless if you're willing to do other things or if you can do other things so that, okay, what can we do? Well, pay-per-click advertising. Yeah. You know what? You can get visibility through pay-per-click advertising. Don't just hire a company like the Yellow Pages to do it for you. Get professionals that know what they're doing. (laughs) Right? Don't just trust Google's own internal AdWords team because they're just going to want to sell more ads. Right? Get people who do know what they're doing who can formulate a plan based on your budgetary reality to get some value that makes sense for you in that regard. Use other marketing methods that go back to guerrilla marketing which has always been a viability long before the internet existed. It happens now and it will always be an opportunity. So what other things can you do, right? And let's see what we can do with SEO to the degree that we can so that you could potentially gain some ground now, but also in the preparation for the day that supposedly Google is eventually going to fix a broken system. And I don't know that they ever will. I'm going to take this back and... and or at least when uh, when Brasco, thanks Brasco in advance, uploads this, I'm going to 
I'm going to bookmark that spot in this podcast where you're talking about, yes, but don't forget, basically, you need to replace what you've just disavowed or removed. Because <laughs> uh, I can't count the number of yeah. times I've had to say that and, and have that difficulty. And you explained it well and, and the difficulty in getting the client to understand, yeah, but you've just taken away strength you used to have. Yes, you were penalized for it, but that weight is gone. Now you need to fix it. And I think that's a, a really important thing for people to understand when they've been hit with, with those, those penalties on the link side is it was good for you. Now it's not. You need to get that good back, but right. And that's going to take a lot of time, money, or both. Um, yeah. Now, I, I'm at a, a conversion conference, and there's some people here who's – there's a lot of people speaking here. Um, and, and a lot of them are on the, the tangents of, of content. I actually had, was listening to one person who I, I disagreed with <laughs> um, going on basically going – um, you know, conversion optimization and, and click-through rate optimization are, are going to eradicate traditional SEO from the, you know, once AI <laughs> takes over, the only thing people are going to care, you know, the only thing Google's going to care about is what's the user experience. You know, links won't matter. Technical won't matter. I, I've got, I mean, we've all been around the, the block long enough to sort of see how this plays out. But we've got you on, and, and you've seen some stuff that I don't think Jim or I um, have ever seen in, in the number of audits you've done. So thinking just tech. I mean, Google, they built some great AI. It evolves, you know, a, a couple years. Let's let's think a couple years through its evolution down the road. Um, you know, will they just be able to see a page and understand what it is, even if it's got bloated, brutal code? Um, or will tech and, and, and technical SEO always be a requirement in the mainstay and, and something that you're looking at when you're doing your audits? Yeah, I... <laughs> uh, we could have an entire two-hour conversation about that. Uh Search engines, no matter what methodology they use in terms of the algorithmic evaluations, artificial intelligence is still algorithmic-based. They're still going to need to be able to process the information to evaluate it. And in order to process the information, they need to be able to gather it and sort it. And that means that tech is always going to be a factor. Okay, so technical SEO isn't going out the door. We're uh, we're always going to have, or Google's always going to have to have some other signal besides content. Um, is there anything? You know what? I got a, I got a great question, but I'm afraid we're going to have to take a break before I ask it. Alan, can we get you to stick around for a few seconds while we while we go through some commercial breaks here? Yeah, I appreciate being on. So take whatever time you need. Well, hopefully we can get through them really quickly, friends. Hopefully we're going to get through this commercial break really quickly. But before we do, I have to remind you, you're listening to Webcology on Cranberry Radio. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We're joined by Alan Blywyth. And we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook Terms of Service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry Radio. It is the 19th of May, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we're joined by... Um, by... by I don't even know how to describe you. You're the guy who defines web audits in our industry right now. What was it about audits? Why audits? Why was that what you hung your niche? You jumped the niche you jumped into where you hung your hat. Why audits? Uh, back when I was actually in the trenches working at an agency, uh, and I was needing to do SEO, I realized that the right thing for the right reasons in that scenario was to figure out what was needed before I just started doing things, <laughs> you know, and, and that epiphany led me to saying to my then boss, Hey, you know what? 
I think I'm going to need to spend 10 hours figuring this one out over here, right, or 20 hours. Uh, and and uh, before I start, do you want to see if you can get the client to pay for that? Because that's 10 hours of lost time uh, revenue-wise if you don't. And that's what it began. That's where it began. Okay, when so there was we an obvious need there. Yeah, and when we realized, oh my God, you know what? This is a valid service because it does a better job at ensuring we're going to provide the right solution, and clients like that. You know, we just baked the audit into the sales cycle, and uh, that's where it really began. But by the by, the end of probably the first year of that happening, maybe a year and a half into that, I saw another opportunity where it was like, wow, the agency is charging X an hour and I'm only making Y an hour, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's literally what happened. And, and, and I, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to strike it out on my own. Again, because I've done that several times throughout my career. And even back then, though, I started out doing the full thing. I would do an offer audits, but I would also do the implementation. And the truth was I didn't enjoy the implementation as much anymore at all. You know, it was like it was more fascinating to do the investigative forensic work. Mm -hmm. So as part of my multi-decade process of recognizing how to move further towards what I want to experience in life. Uh, it was that was one of those moments. It was like yeah, I want to do more of this and less of that, and, and then it just it, it took off from there. Okay, so you're. I mean, I, I I don't think it would be a mistake to say that when when people think of web audits, you're one of the first names that come to mind. You're certainly very much associated with website and SEO audits. In your practice, what's the process? What's the process to doing an audit? Yeah, with an audit. What, what do you look at first? Like, what, what do you, new site comes to you. What are you looking at? Uh, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a handful of, of data points and a handful of mind model considerations, hmm. right? So there's, when I say a handful of data points, there's literally a half a dozen industry tools that I task to my assistant for gathering initial data for me to look at. And uh, then from there, as I look through that data set, I start scratching my head saying, hey, that's not right, or, oh, that looks familiar. So I dig further into the data. Uh, but it's also the human factor because SEO truly is the search engine is attempting to understand UX As if I'm that market, I'm that visitor to that website, and I meld those things together. You know, that's what what makes sense, what works, what's smooth, what's. Uh, you know, and and understanding after doing this for so many years how search engines typically 
and most frequently and most consistently interpret the data and how those search engines most frequently come up with conclusions based on their ability to figure out user experience, right? And, and, and that's where I find holes or weaknesses or artificial patterns or artificial signals. Hmm. That, that's the process overall. I had the, uh, the great pleasure of, of hearing you speak. I think it was in Dallas um, last year at, uh, at State of Search. You yeah. covered a lot of ground. We won't get into all the ground you covered, uh, but it was, it was a lot, as, and that's why it's a joy to have you on our, on our radio show. But here we are a, a year later, almost a year later. Um, what do we, what's changed? What, what, are you, what are you looking at now? that you wouldn't have been looking at. Like you'd mentioned, there's a, a lot of data points. I completely understand that you kind of sometimes don't even know what you're about to look for because you don't quite know, but you collect a bunch of data and, and you look at it. Is there stuff you're looking, even that's on your radar now, that wasn't a year ago? Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything that wasn't on my radar a year ago, right? Because it was last spring where I started recognizing the need to have a, a way to evaluate uh, app indexation because that was what was going on in discussions in the industry and I foresaw that it was going to be important for SEO and where I reached out to people like Cindy Crum, somebody who you mentioned earlier in the broadcast, right, uh, who have their hand and their fingers on the pulse of those kind of things. You know, so that was last spring that I began working that into my audits. Uh, uh, accelerated mo- mobile pages. Okay, so yeah, there's one, right? Um, last this time last year, or last fall even, where AMP was was the new buzz. <laughs> the my initial evaluation was, yeah, bloody murder. We don't want this. Uh, and now, <laughs> I, I I've come to real accept the fact that. AMP is here to stay, and uh, I understand that Google came out with AMP because I knew for years that page speed was so important, right? Uh, but where now Google is surfacing AMP content with a priority when it makes sense to do so, uh, right? So AMP considerations, you know, it, so I'm looking at data for AMP and I'm glad that they're now coming out with – they just came out with AMP Analytics and Google Search Console, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and thanks to SEM Post, uh, uh, who I think who I think it was uh, Jen Sleg, who just wrote about that today or yesterday. Uh, you know, so those are two examples. Uh, those are the two that stick out the most. But there is one other thing that I focus more on this year than I used to. I am spending more time – uh, looking at uh, click-through quality factors, uh, you know, and, and I wrote about it earlier this year, and Larry Kim wrote about it this year, uh, and it was discussed, uh, you know, this year by a number of others as well, right? So, if you've already got visibility in the search engines, whether you're in the number one position or the number ten position. If you're on the first page of Google, what are the wh- how close are, are the click-through rate percentages for that visibility to overall standard numbers? Now, 
from one industry to another, from one keyword phrase to another, there's going to be different percentage standards, but there's general numbers. And so if you're if you have a low percentage of click-throughs for a given phrase that's already showing up, I'm doing some work in my strategic audits to look at that and offer suggestions to clients about how to improve it. Okay. Um, what, uh, what are the factors? We're, we're, we're down to a, just a couple of minutes left. What's the most important factor in, in the spring of 2016? Most important ranking <laughs> factor? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I know it's it's a terrible question, but we're at, we're almost out of time, and I got to yeah. get a lot no, that's in. Okay. Yeah, I, I Dwayne Forrester refined my Quart Five Super Signal method, or had had known about it before I came along, because he's Dwayne, right? But yes, <laughs> uh, he cons- he consolidates my five super signals of quality, uniqueness, authority, relevance, and trust to to a single concept of of is it usable? Is it helpful? You know, and and and, and does it solve an, a, a need? Right. For me, it it helps to convey and explain more clearly to clients the notion of the five super signals. And 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 even though I've been talking about that for years, this year I finally created an actual page on my website that talks about the five super signals because that's what it comes down to. You know, and, and so that's. Whatever it is with SEO, whatever the factor is, it needs to pass the court test. And if you apply that to your site first, your on-site content and off-site signals combined, that's where you'll get the win. Okay. So if people want to actually meet you in person and thank you for teaching them stuff or just, you know, just hear you speak – Where's the next chance? Where's the next chance to see or hear you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, speaking at uh, SLC uh, SEM up in Salt Lake in August, uh, and uh, that's already locked in. Uh, and we're talking about possibly offering something else in addition to that that same week, but that's not official yet. So I'm not going to discuss that specifically because uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, so, but there's that I'll be speaking in, in Salt Lake in August. Uh, and then I'll be speaking up at the swivel conference up in Bend, Oregon, the week of PubCon. I won't be at PubCon this year. Uh, I'll be up at swivel, uh, in Bend, Oregon that week. Oh, my uh, those are the no next epic two. Dinner. Yeah, no, no epic dinner this year. Just, it's just the reality. It's, it's, it's been a challenge to to do it more and more each year because of my own lifestyle. I yeah. no longer work full. I no longer work full time, right? I'm I'm semi retired here, so yeah. Those are the next two. Okay, Alan Blywife, thank you. I I, I, I for so much in our industry, but just for spending the last hour with us here at Webcology, it's been a true treat. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to be on. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Friends, that was um, the, the semi-retired, but still one of the hardest working guys in SEO, Alan Blyweiss. You've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry Radio. It is the 19th of May, 2016. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around Cranberry FM, friends. we got some great content coming up right after the news.
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 